Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. In the age of online retail, buying a car should be no different. That's why Carvana invented a brand new way to buy a car that's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made a purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door. Or you can pick it up from one of their coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a seven-day return policy ensuring you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check out the nation's fastest-growing auto retailer at Carvana.com. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally-owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa Online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief, Brian Satin. I'm here with my co-host, Jamie Iovine. Hey, everyone. And Elijah Bates. Good day to you, sirs and madams, ma'ams. I, I'm sorry about last week, everyone. Uh, I was very sick. I was. I had a fever. I'm sorry we didn't do the show. Mm. Uh, to be honest with you, I think <laughs> we were talking in the group text, and it would have just been such a negative show anyways. Well, then I'm like, going to go ahead and apologize for just from the top that, you know, I'm not going to be at my best today because I was up until like five last night, you know, celebrating, celebrating, or, you know, I guess this morning is celebrating my favorite night of the year. So bear with me. Yeah. I'm going to give it my shot, my best. 
my best shot. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. This is going to be interesting. I'm ready for Crown Jewel. Wait, is the show coming out after Crown Jewel? You know what's... Well, as, as you guys were, like, preparing to come over here, I was thinking to myself, like, shit, man. We're going to... We're going to talk about Crown Jewel for an hour, because that's really the most stuff that happened this week. And and I thought to myself, shit, this is going to come out, and by the time it comes out, the event will already happen and make most of this conversation sort of irrelevant. Maybe we should just move forward with the show as if it has happened, and we'll just go forward with who we think is going to win as if they actually did, and just make up what happens (laughs) and see how accurate we actually can guess it. Uh, Jamie, come here for a second, Jamie. Thank you, sir. Sorry, you were just on top of my mic or my headphone. Thing. It was like pulling me down. <laughs> um, I don't think we should do that, Eli, because I don't think we can do it 100 percent accurate. Yeah, I don't think we'll be accurate enough. Okay, because you know this is this is shaping up to be a night where anything can truly happen. Is it? I truly think so. <laughs> like what? I don't know. Just uh, I'm not saying anything like revolutionary. I'm just saying like stuff that. We all right, might... all right. One no, thing. No, I'm not expecting like you know I'm not when I say anything can happen like. You know, Hulk Hogan being the host, not just being there, the host. Like, you thought maybe he would come out and, like, raise, like you just said, your prediction with Bobby Lashley. Like, not in a capacity where he's going to be throughout the night. Like a, a running threat yeah. throughout the show. Yeah. Well, it was funny. So, for those of you who don't, didn't see what Jamie was talking about, uh, we, we reported on the site this week that Hulk Hogan is going to be at Crown Jewel tomorrow officially. Uh, he's going to be the host of the event, uh, similar to like New Day at WrestleMania or other hosts they've had in the past. Or when he the has hosted WrestleMania in the past. Yeah. Hulk Hogan? Yeah. Hulk Hogan hosted. Oh, Remember he, yeah, he yeah, bungled duh. the Superdome duh. with the Silverdome? Yeah, yeah, of course. And it was the whole joke between him and The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin Yes, in uh-huh. the intro of course, yes. WrestleMania 30. I do remember, yes. Taking place from New Orleans. Not, I mean, yes. Uh, that WrestleMania always bums me out because I didn't go to it and I should have and ended up being like one of the coolest WrestleManias. Yeah, it was actually a really good WrestleMania. I rewatched it recently. Uh, you know what was a surprisingly good match on the WrestleMania? Daniel Bryan versus Triple H. I guess it shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah, I thought it was good at the time. But it was a great match. Yeah. yeah. I liked it at the time. I remember I liked it at the time. Yes. I was there. It was a good energy. Is that when you were working there still or no? No, no, That was no, after no. you were working yeah, or before? Uh, no, before. Right before, before. Right before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so, so Hogan's going to be at the event and the way it all came to to be public information was was super weird super super weird in my opinion so it all started when the events page for crown jewel uh where in the area where it lists featured superstars of ah. the event it just quietly added hulk hogan to it like and and if you looked it was like very bottom like you had to push see more multiple times like it took it wasn't easily found yeah. you know um, and so when people notice that, uh, couple, especially coupled with the fact that Hulk Hogan said a week prior that he was looking forward to going to Saudi Arabia, it was like, oh, so they're they're secretly advertising huh. Hulk Hogan's going to be at the show. So then, you know, a bunch of sites did the story, you know, Hulk Hogan's quietly being advertised for Crown Jewel. And I was telling Vinny here in the office, who works for Collider, I was telling him, uh, hey, dude, you know, like... Uh, I was kind of like keeping him updated about it. I was showing him the events page, and that's when I noticed Hulk Hogan wasn't on there anymore. So uh, I reached out to WWE, and they got back to me to confirm that Hulk Hogan will be at the event. Uh, he's going to be the host. But for those of you who don't watch the recap shows, I, 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 
I recommend you do because at least this last episode, because you will see my genuine reaction to getting a news story. That doesn't happen very often where you actually see the look on my face when I get a surprising news story. Yeah. And, and the clip is so funny because I, I, I'm like I'm looking at my phone casually and then I just have the most bonkers like what look on my face. And I just well, what do you guys think about? It? I've already talked about it with Roka a little bit, but I want to know what you guys think about Hulk Hogan being the band, especially because I know you two and you're both excited about it. And I don't think you want to say that on the show, but you guys are excited for Hulk Hogan coming back. Um, you were taunting me in the fucking group chat, Eli, much more than Jamie was. No, I wasn't. Jamie was taunting you more than I was. Mm, you I were just... like, "They're going to eat. Cr- you guys are going to eat crow. Hulk's back. All that kind of stuff." There, I mean, for, if you really want to really rack up what we said, all I did was just type out phonetically the opening riff to yeah. Uh, you, that's what I'm saying. You were much more. Well, I heard the theme song in my head, <laughs> and naturally, I got excited because that's what I've been predisposed to do anytime I hear Real American play. Okay, it's it's, it's, it's you know what's funny that you say that because that is gonna be a weird feeling for me as a wrestling fan tomorrow. Hearing that theme song. that theme song is that. You're right. That theme song, we have been trained to be pumped when that theme song yeah. hits. Like it's that it's like when you hear the the the, the glass, the glass shattering, shattering, you know? Yeah. It's the same thing, you know. So, it's going to be weird to see the reaction and it's going to be you know, obviously Just the fa- oh, also I, I mean, can't ignore the whole I don't even know what that is. I was going to say irony, but I don't even know if that's irony. Like the whole blaring <laughs> Of real American in a Saudi Arabia, uh, Saudi Arabian yeah, arena. Yeah, do you think a, that they'll do that, or do you think they'll have them come out with like the NWO theme instead, potentially, or Voodoo Child? Is American made less Any problematic song, I would than real American? I think not really. I think it's kind of the same point. Well, you know, to be fair, I would actually say that American made. Maybe has a higher level of appreciation in other countries because maybe they get American-made products and they like American-made products. That's why products. I said that. Um, I'm looking at it in a strictly literal sense of the term. You know, maybe they really like Ford trucks, which are made in America. I think they're still made in America. Okay. Actually, I don't know anything about that. Well, okay. <laughs> well, if you want to ask what we would think about it. Um, Business-wise, logic-wise, it makes sense. If you want to bring Hogan back into, onto TV and test the waters, yeah. this is the safest place to do it. Yeah. He's not going to get booed. You know, this, uh, I think the Saudi Arabian audience is going to be generally hyped to see Hulk Hogan yeah. because when's the last time he's been there? It's, yeah. And um, it's a, it's a great bar- it's a great way to test the parameter. They're going to judge. They're going to look at the socials, see what happens. Yeah. You know, and um, but again. It is just adding on to this whole, you know, Hulk Hogan uh, put into exile over this whole controversial issue of when a when he was in a uh, when he was in a on sex tape and said the the racial slurs. Yeah, and um, his first thing back is this event that is m- uh, just marred in controversy. Yeah. It, it makes one think, you know. Maybe and they were just trying to dump all the controversial stuff into one event. They're just like, look, there's yeah. no women. I know this whole Saudi murder thing is going on at the Turkey consulate. Let's just throw Hulk Hogan in there. We already got enough bad things going on. I think it's more, but it's it's less WWE's call here and more, more the than, call of the Mohammed bin Salman, yeah. who clearly, from everything that you've heard now, wanted Hulk Hogan at greatest Royal Rumble. It didn't happen. Yeah, and they said, hey, we've got to do a few things before we can do that. And then they went and they did all. All these things, including having him apologize to everyone and stuff, yeah. just to appease Mohammed bin Salman, it feels like. It, yes. Um, I, like, don't get me wrong. I'm conflicted about it. Uh, like, I don't want to make it seem like I'm just like, he's back and saying I'm forgetting that, everything. He's saying that because we're recording now. Uh, yes. <laughs> 
partially. But but no, but, but you have to understand, like I like I grew I literally grew up yes. to, to Hulk Hogan. Like I mean I've been watching wrestling my entire life. So like when I started, you know, like late eighties is like kind of when I bumped in there. Hulk Hogan was the top dog and he was top brass for so long. And not only that, the real American theme song is like a, a song that's it's been echoed in my mind for forever. So, like, to some extent, there are aspects of it that I'm really looking forward to. I'm, I, yeah, I am looking forward to, to seeing him come to the ring. I, I love Hulk Hogan's intro. Like, the, has so, all been forgiven in your eyes? Obviously, you're not a minority, no, so it's no, like not it, like it, he, he needs your forgiveness. Yeah, yes, you're right. It, it, I, I'm not on the line in terms of forgiveness and everything like that. Any forgiveness I gave is a moot point compared to totally. people who were offended, of course. people who he hurt through through his words, his terminology, things like that. Um, selfishly, I, I am looking forward to yeah. it. You know, like I mean, I've been talking to you guys this week about HBK on that same level. There's certain things that I grew up with. I'm just I'm looking forward to him because I haven't seen him for a long time, and I'm probably not going to get to see him that much longer too. So like, there's part of me that is looking forward to it. What like the situation sucks. Yeah, I, I like I don't want to paint it as anything other than that. Of course, it's, it sucks. Um, in no, term, but, I, it, but I do know what you're saying because it's it. I mean, it's hard. It, it's a weird thing to say, but like, yeah, I mean, you weren't. As hurt by the situation because he wasn't directly insulting you, so yes. it's easier for you to feel that it, way, you it, know. It, and so it does, and, and that's what kind of makes the whole situation so frustrating is that like it pits fans against each other, of, yeah. like in a certain way. Well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, when you, when you watch, and I don't know how big of a fan you were of the show, so but I, but I'm a big fan of Seinfeld. When I go back and I watch Seinfeld now, I don't think necessarily when Kramer comes on the screen about his, the racial epithets that he let out at the Laugh Factory back in 2006. It's a f- very fair comparison. No, it is a very fair comparison. And, and, if anything, and, if anything, Michael Richards was, was worse. Yeah, because yes, it was actually worse. It, yeah. it, it, well, well the only difference is that Michael Richards wasn't looked at as like a hero to people. It was like the dorky dude from Seinfeld. Yeah, but, yeah. but at the same time, yes, no, Michael so, Richards was worse. So, what he did. So I, I was thinking about and that earlier today because I've been rewatching Seinfeld and I still love Seinfeld the same way. It's not like I think about it. I'm like, no, I can't watch it because of what Michael Richards said at the Laugh Factory. And you're right. Like, you know what the difference is for me? Sure. Is that honestly, if there, if if all that had happened with Hulk. And there was one sentence he had, hadn't said. There's just one sentence that he said in, in that whole rant that has just been hard for me to shake. Yeah. And, and, and that is him saying we're all racist to a certain degree. Yeah. Because to me, that statement doesn't sound like someone trying to get in the pants of someone else. Yeah. That it, sounds like someone who is had a few drinks and is telling his real self. Well, and who has hidden his real self yeah. from, the real, from the world for a long time. And I get that also... I know, fuck, man, like, I had so many friends in high school and stuff that, like, I, I, I first now that are secretly don't look at, you know, minorities in the same light as white yeah. people, and that I don't even realize it until, like, I don't know, until they're drunk, and, like, yeah. they'll say something, and I'm thinking in my head, like, whoa, that yeah. was a fucking you crazy know, the, thing. Like, but at the same time, if I may, yeah, yeah, I, sure. I just, um, I see what you're saying, and there is a certain, there could, there could be certain grains of truth to that. But I also don't see the way Hogan responds to the way that I don't think Hogan responds to answers the same way, especially when he's put on the spot that I do or you do. Yeah, um, I really think that Hogan is someone who thinks on his feet. Um, a lot of times it has worked in his benefit. Sometimes it has put his has put his yeah. foot in his mouth. Yeah, you know, and um, I think that's just one of the reasons why he's one of the best entertainers in the world. Yeah, because he could just say things. You know, <clears throat> but again. Um, when he said something like that, you know, we're all racist to an extent. 
Um, I don't even really think he understood what he was saying when he said that. I, to be honest with do, you, do, do you know, like I, 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 kind I, of, I agree with that actually. Um, I agree with it on the level that I think a lot of times, and I only say this because I've had many cocktails in my life. I've had, I've been, I've been inebriated many, and, many times. And, 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 we, I, and Hogan was not in a. I'm not, this is by no means justifying what he said no. whatsoever. Please, but I am saying why maybe it was so eager to come out of his mouth was because he was under the influence of quite a few things. Sure, and and I think that it like, and again, what he said was horrible. Like, yeah, I, it was absolutely way, terrible. I also I've looked at like kind of that, and even hearing you say that because that was like the conclusion of what they were talking about right there. And sometimes, like, like I, again, I'm not excusing it, but when I've been drunk. I've said stupid things just to conclude a conversation to get the hell away from it. Too. I'm not saying that he was trying to do that. I just I don't know how much I just like I don't I don't know I'm not here yeah, I, I don't mean, know how much personal truth was in that or what was coming out it still came out nonetheless and that's what he's had to deal with and and, and that's what he should deal with and it, it was a happened. really boneheaded thing to do it yes. really was um, that having been said in terms of the Saudi government or whomever was putting the show on I I would suggest that that's probably not that that they are not really looking at those racial epithets not so at I, all um, you know like other countries. Uh, and cultures that yeah, have... Wait, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Sure, sure, sure. But I don't think you, your most drunk, or even not your most yeah, drunk, your most I, middle I, drunk, I, I do agree when with you that. went, live, hold on, yeah. I, I to know get out of a at. conversation, said, <laughs> I'm racist to a point, you know, effing N-words. No. I don't think you said that. No. When and to me, that's not something that is just said by someone who's never said okay. that. Okay. I, yeah, I, I agree with that. That's like, all. Yeah. Oops. I broke this pen. To me, at least. I broke this pen. <laughs> I'm so nervous. This. I'm so nervous <laughs> in this conversation. No, no but, it's but, a tough one. It really is because the worst thing in the fucking world, and I believe this to the deepest of my heart, is when you find out your heroes, your parents, your elders are fallible. And that happened with Hulk Hogan. And we yeah. grew up on Hulk Hogan. And we are trying to – and human nature, we are trying to find every grain of, like, good uh, that could be in this. And there yeah. may be some, you yeah. know. But – and I also do believe that, you know, I do believe people come around, you know. There was a period of time where, you know, I thought Paige was going to be – you know, I thought she was a lost cause, yeah. you know. When she was with Same. Del Rio. Wait, same. you don't drive a Honda, right? No. Okay. But and when she was, it was a lost cause, and like, and I thought, you know, who knows where she's, where she's going to end up. And fast forward, and you know, I'm having drinks with her on her birthday. You know, like I never thought that would happen. And I didn't either, to be honest with you. And and Hulk Hogan is not is a completely different case. Yeah. But I do believe that. Do I think he hates? Do I think he hates African Americans? No. Do I think he has warped views of them based off of something, some sort of upbringing in the South, in Florida, where he was prominently raised? Absolutely, that happens. I know yeah. plenty of people that live there that are like that to this day. Yeah. Whenever I went, when I was at MLW, the racism I would encounter on a cab drive from the airport is insane. Yeah. And I mean, not directed towards me, obviously, but. Uh, um, but in the cab cracker, none, none of that happened. <laughs> but just the banter of the cab driver. Yeah, it was yeah. just it, it. It's it's um it's it's more ignorance. That's the whole. Th that's my that's my take. The whole that's the word that encapsulates my take on Hogan's situation. I don't think he has a. I don't think he has hatred. I think he's just. I think he has very ignorant views on racial diversity. Yeah. I do, and it sucks. I hate saying that mm. because he's my because he, I'm, I'm friends with his family and I'm friends with him. 
and I and I and I have a, I have a huge no, love. No, but, he, for but Hogan. he has said that. I don't think you have to apologize. for And that. I love Hogan. I mean, he and has said it had a lot to do with his upbringing and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. at the same time, I just, I, I just at the end of the day, I, I, you know, I get that they're being paid a lot of money to have Hulk Hogan at this event. So I get that. Obviously, there's, in my mind, there's much more problematic things about this event than Hulk Hogan being yeah. there. Um, but I just, I really, I don't know, and maybe this is like the, I don't want to say hope, but I do think it'd be the wrong, it'd be the wrong decision to have this be his comeback and then act like nothing happened and just usher him uh, back like on just, WWE yeah, TV again. Like yeah. this is comeback. Okay, we didn't know. Because yeah. if you bring, I don't think that if you walk, do this at Saudi Arabia and then you trot him out somewhere else on Raw, on Raw he's going to get booed out of the building. Yeah. I don't know if he'll get booed out of you the building. You don't think he'll get booed? I don't think it'll be like. Well, they're booing. Uh, they're oh, booing well, Crown Jewel. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, maybe not so much when if he wasn't associated with that. I think he would have been cheered if they had brought him back without it. Without Crown Jewel? Yeah. You think that he'd be cheered? Yes. Anywhere in the United States? Yes. His music hits, Hulk Hogan's getting fucking Hulk Hogan pop. Yeah. Same pop you would have gotten as if nothing had happened in that three years. I think That's so. a hard question. I think so. I just, I, I... The wrestling fan base is forgiving, man. They gave, they cheered Ultimate Warrior. I just think that you are... Le- you they are, cheered Ultimate Warrior and he said way worse I, things. I, and I, obviously, you know, social media has become a... Tr- Twitter has become more and more negative on a daily basis, but I see the replies to the wrestling shoot account. Like, I, I, I read them, mm-hmm. you know? And man, like, you'd say that, but I think, I mean, like, most of the people, the people of color, like any minority who, yeah. who for, I'd say, I would say 80% of minority wrestling fans are not okay with it. And I don't think you're just going to get the same pop as if, as if you I'm walked curi- through I'm the curious. door. I'm curious. Like, I, you know, like, I don't think that you're going to necessarily have any of that negativity from the Saudi Arabian audience. No, I, I don't I, think so either. Not at all. I, I, you know, like cultural differences are, are, are vast in terms of, of diversity that they appreciate, well, I, they allow that they encourage and stuff like that. Even going like, not to say that this is similar, but like, I remember when the force awakens was coming out and when I saw the Chinese poster for the force awakens, they had downsized John Boyega to like, like as if he was a minor character in the film, you know, so other cultures have a totally different interpretation of skin colors, of cultural backgrounds, sexual backgrounds, things of that nature too. So it, I don't, I, I'm, I think that, I, I don't know what the pop is going to be like in, in Saudi Arabia. I think but... the pop in Saudi Arabia is going to be big. It's going to be big because God, it was a long time ago on here, but I, I remember we had a whole conversation about how I felt like Hulk Hogan is one of five people who, when other countries think of America, they think yeah, of that person. Especially yeah. in the world and of professional I, wrestling. Yeah, so Hello. when they're getting a wrestling show, they get to see Hulk Hogan. I don't think there's going to be one boo in Saudi Arabia, if, in my opinion. Let me ask you this, Ryan. Yeah, listen. If you were in the audience, would you boo him? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I think I would just be. I don't think I would pop. I, I don't think I would cheer hearing his music. I really don't think I, I wish would. I, I wish I could stand next to you if that were to happen. Like, <laughs> thought, but the way you're phrasing it is like if Ryan was in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> just Ryan dressed like that in Saudi Arabia. Can you make it in time? On one of those big plush couches in the crowd. Um, 
You look good. He's grimacing. I feel like you look pretty good in Saudi Arabian garb. I feel like some, didn't some people like fall asleep in those ro- in those couches? It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. But think about it. You get drunk all night, then you just oh, yeah. those big comfy couches just lie down Drink for a little night. It does figs. make it. Man, I, as much as I like the the packed house. That shit looks so comfy. Like I would, I would love to go to a show in out here where we got those big ass couches ringside. Hey, why aren't they bringing the Iron Sheik? Mm, because too he, problematic. Why not there? That's <laughs> very true. I yeah, ask you I, excellent, so, you excellent question. You don't want to trust Iron Sheik in Saudi Arabia. They do dude. wheelchair him out. He can't even walk anymore. Do you know, get someone to come out of the crowd, swing the clubs? <laughs> Um, he would be a prop, essentially. Um, I, you know, it's, I, yeah, I don't think I could cheer for like, I don't think I could cheer for him until I heard him. I truly believe that he needs to as, apologize more. Yeah, that I think he needs to come out and like, look, at, we've we've seen reports of you know his apology to the locker room, yeah. and we, which did not go over, which did not go over well at all. Go well, well it didn't all. go over well with a lot of. People that they needed it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Like the people. The, the people. Yeah. Uh, what yes. do you mean the people? Yeah. No, you're right. But and, and and I think that I just think that in order for Hulk to be accepted by the wrestling audience again, he has to come out to the wrestling audience and show a, everyone he that he's himself. a hero. Like yeah. if he wants to be a fucking the hero that is Hulk, that is the legend of Hulk Hogan, he's show it. Yeah. And to me. I personally haven't seen one interview where I felt like it was sincere, where yeah. I felt like he was truly sincere. I, when it happened, to me, it felt like he saw his his, his uh, image being crumbling and, and his reputation going down the drain. Yeah. And he did all these interviews to try and fix it. But I've never once, in my opinion, felt like he truly looked apologetic. And then when he sued Gawker and won, he was like, oh, look at me. I'm Mr. Untouchable. Like, I beat Gawker. And it was like, yeah. he didn't see him. And it was, I don't know, because like the sex tape and the rant, as, even though they're connected, they weren't the same thing. They were I, two uh, different things. I, I agree with you on that. I, I definitely, you know, I, I like you said, I've been a lifelong Hulk Hogan fan, so I've seen that dude work in the crowd a lot. And it's, sincerity is a, is a difficult thing to digest out of the mouth of Hulk Hogan. I, totally. I, because of the fact that... I, He's just been in so many scenarios, and he's talked in so many scenarios. And not only that, but he's uh, he's publicly di- – this isn't like the first controversy he's been a part of. There have been layers of controversies that he's been a part of over the years. I won't reference any specifically. But like – so like th- – th- and even in those, I remember just thinking to myself, like, I know Hulk Hogan. I don't know him personally, but I know him well enough to understand it's like – this could be real or this could be a work. I just – I don't know. It's, there's a reason he's the best wrestler – or sorry. The reason he's the most famous wrestler of all time – well, one of the most famous wrestlers of all time. And that is because he's the best worker – one of the best workers ever. Yeah. And he is good at working the audience. And I mean, the dude knows how to sell Hulk Hogan. So, yeah. like, it is one of those things where it's just like – yeah, I don't, I don't know. And so I, I, I love Hulk Hogan. I really would love it if – there were an opportunity to where he could clear the air, to where people could appreciate him freely. I don't know if that's ever going to happen again because I don't like this. Isn't just something that you're like, okay, it's back to normal. You are back to normal with this attached to it. I mean, forever. but yeah, like a more public apology, not just to the audience, yeah, but to and not the, Good Morning America, something more yeah, sincere. I, you know, I think you would need to do it in the ring. Me too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If Hulk Hogan came down to the ring and straight up gave a, a heartfelt apology to the fans saying like look at I was your hero 
I told you to do this. I told you to follow me, and I let you all down. I am so sorry, and I'm going to spend the rest of my life making it up to you because that's how much I care about you. I would, I, I would 100% be like, cool, man. Yeah. You know, I just think that all the apologies have been for public image, not yeah. because well, it's, he it, let. Because I don't think he feels like he let people down. There's a big difference. I remember, you know, like wrestlers know how to work. You know, a, a, like an interview, who, big time, especially one that's not in the wrestling industry. I remember whenever um, HBO uh, had an interview with Jake the Snake, and this is you know after. After, you know, like he got sober and everything. It was Jake the Snake, DDP. I can't remember what, what the show is, Real Sports or something like that. And I remember Jake the Snake was talking to this interview. And this interview was a journalist. Like he's a, he was an older journalist who'd been around the block and interviewed a billion people. And even he didn't know if he was getting worked by Jake the Snake. And so it's one of those things like, yeah, you can go talk to like, you know, I was going to say Matt Lauer, but I guess he's not like a relevant person anymore. But you can, go talk, <laughs> you can go talk to Good Morning America. You can talk to the Today Show. You can talk to these people who are literally just doing – surface level interviews for their career they're not going to deep dive and ask tough questions they're going to let hulk hogan be the hulk hogan that he wants to put out in the ether and they're not going to question it because they don't know they haven't been watching you know 20 to 30 years of wwe wcw etc so it is one of those things that i agree with you i don't i don't and you as well he's got to do it in the ring and, and not, not only that if it goes south it goes south and that's got to be accepted. And you got to take it you got to take it if that happens. That, that's how I feel about it. And I, that's why it's going to be so hard for me for him to be a running thread throughout Crown Jewel. Because it's going to be like, really, we're just doing this? Like, Because oh, he's not going to come out and apologize. What's he going to come out and apologize to the Saudi Arabian yeah. WWE? No, that's not who you need to apologize yeah. to right now. That's not who you've lost, yeah. uh, who's lost faith in you. Yeah. Um, okay, before we move topics here, well, we're still going to talk about Crown Jewel. But um, we mentioned this, and I, I'm still very – I pulled up both lyrics because I am wondering. Which – okay, I, I'll read them real fast. Which of these is more problematic, you think, for the American-made or real American? We breeze past this, but... Um, okay, so real American lyrics are, when it comes crashing down, it hurts inside. You gotta take a stand. It don't help to hide. If you hurt my friends, can you can you hurt my pride? I gotta be a man. I can't let it slide. I'm a real American. Fight for the rights of mm. every man. Right? Okay. And then American-made is, he's American-made. He's got the red, white, and blue running through his veins. He was born and raised in the U.S. of A. He's got to be inspected. He's U.S. grade. If you mess with the flag, it's like a slap in his face. He's American-made. They're not I feel that like, problematic either. I feel like real American is less problematic. Right? That's what I was thinking. Well, yeah. I, when I just heard the name, I was thinking that American made was going to be worse. But I, yeah, I think real like, American is a little more safe. Like, it only, like it's less aggressive. Yes, it's there's, much less aggressive. There's only yeah. one America reference in the other one, and that's really the only thing patriotic about it. Everything else is about just like, hey, don't screw with me and my kind, or I'm going to take you down. And, and then like this it. amazing guitar riff. Yeah. Rick <laughs> Derringer. Um... Yeah, God bless Rick Danger. I hate American Made. I hate, what? I hate it so it's much. It's not the best one. Out of if you rank Any? all, if you, it's definitely last in all of Hogan's theme songs. Yeah, great. I mean, the NWO theme <laughs> is NWO theme not number one. No, no, Real American's American number, number one. one. I mean, the NWO theme what is one of the... do you think you're in right now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the NWO no, theme Real is like American. classic. Yeah, but of course, it's, it's definitely a solid hits. number two. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know. I, I got Voodoo Child. For yeah, number two. I was like, I don't know. That's, but more... you, that's not fair to pick that one because that's not like a that's rest... still you, hey, what you're not going to count Cult of Personalities as CM Punk theme yeah, song. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. So I put American Made at the very bottom. I hate it. 
It's definitely last. I hate almost every song WCW ever put out that was a knockoff of any of the songs. The only ones I really like are the knockoffs of like Pearl Jam that they did for like um, for Chris Jericho, and they did a knockoff of Smells Like Teen Spirit for DDP. It was like, yeah. Oh man, their knockoffs are so good. They still. I think that song is in 2K. It is. It is. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. Ah. The, the off, slightly off key. <laughs> That's my favorite part. That's so good. I love how WCW used to do that. They and get did away it for with Jericho it. too. But what song was it? It was a Pearl Jam yeah. song. Yeah, it was. Um, I can't remember what it was. Even Flow. It was Even Flow. Oh, yeah. And then ECW just did it. ECW is just like, just use the real track. We're going to get shut down tomorrow anyways. <laughs> use Enter Sandman because Sandman's entering. I always trip – not true. I always like question when I'm watching like those indie iPay-per-views and stuff. Yeah. And they're just like straight up using music that's licensed. And I'm like yeah, – I, you know, I was – Yeah, I was, all Joey Janela's spring breaks. Oh, those are the ones I was hey, watching. But I was thinking know, that. But, and I go like – you know, I was actually – I was reading an article about this recently. I can't remember. I think it was maybe an interview with Tommy Dreamer, and he explained how they were able to get away with it. And it had to do with the fact that it was audibly playing in the arena, but it wasn't being piped through. That's the, true. The, they the, don't do that. They yeah, don't, so, it's not part of the soundtrack. So if it's not – so like if it's just playing – like like for instance, like when you're at a, watching basketball on the TV and you hear like a, a song in the background, that's not being piped through where the that's announcers true. are talking that's and stuff. Good it's point. just auditory noise. No, but I'm saying, I'm telling you, right. Tommy Dreamer himself said that Tom Paul he was able to get away might, with it. He might believe that, but that's not true. <laughs> that's not uh, true. It makes sense. No, Tommy. because like even YouTube, for example, like my videos get pulled from YouTube or get copyright flagged from YouTube if there's a, a wrestler walking to the ring and the entrance theme that plays, which is the exact same really? thing. It, I, get, I get those. Well, I got one the other day from Queen. A Queen song was in was in an entrance wrestler wrestler's entrance, and I, they had this new option now where you can replace the music yeah. with YouTube's licensed music. <laughs> yeah. So I tried it, but then they just replaced the first two minutes of the video with music all over it. So it wasn't just like in the background. It was the first two minutes of the YouTube video. Well, I mean, how did just, you think that was going to work? We <laughs> were going to layer it? it? So, well, one, I just at least expected that. It needs not, more compression. Not the whole time. Like, 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 they literally just sort of, eh, we just think it starts here. It's two minutes of the song. Yeah. It, was, it was rough. It was annoying. Okay. Well, it went over talking well, the microphone. I want to hear what the song was. It was a Queen song. I don't remember what it was. Oh, you want to hear that, that one? I can play that. That I can do. No, I want to hear what the song was. That, yeah, that they replaced it. With. Hey, it's just it's the DDP knockoff. Nini. <laughs> 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 Um, I don't know why the internet just went out for me. Wait, oh, it's coming back now. Here, I can pull it out. This is the song right here. It was, uh, because it was just a video I put up the other day. So it was when Don Callis turned on Kenny Omega in Winnipeg. Which, you know, it was so funny to me seeing Kenny wear trunks again. Well, because I think it was just like he wasn't trying to wear his real gear for that. Like, it was just a random show. Like, with his friends or whatever. Yeah, so this is it. Oh, no. Oh! That's the music that they put over it? For the first two minutes of the video. I mean, it's not a horrible replacement. No, it's kind of good. It works for hugs. It works for hugs, yeah, except they start talking on the microphone here, and then the music still keeps going for another minute and a half. Well, 
Well, still some work to do there. Fucking YouTube. Still some work. We're getting there, man. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. There's the plug. Go watch our videos there so you can <laughs> check out the video I was just referring to. Um, so the other big thing related to Crown Jewel this week was uh, the story we put up on the site. Is people ain't going. <laughs> no, people are going. It's like sold out. Sold out. No, no uh, I meant talent. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, that, well, we let's do that one first. Then that that All wasn't right. the one I was talking about, but we should get actually that that should go first. Uh, and what what Jamie's talking about there is the fact that Daniel Bryan and John Cena both refused to wrestle at Crown Jewel, and this week they were written out of storylines. Basically, um, John Cena's. Uh, I mean, actually, not even his. Well, very unceremoniously. Yeah, very. Like, I mean, and I love that Daniel Bryan's was just like, okay, we're just going to do it now. <laughs> like, and, and it didn't make any sense when Shane came out. Like that whole segment played Shane real was weird. Full of nonsensical nonsense that night. Yeah, nonsensicals. I like that. Like later on, the, I mean, is that another story? His whole thing about I, yeah. I was actually since you since we brought Shane up, I was actually just going to bring that up. Yes. Yeah, uh, and, then, and then Shane went from there to making that nonsensical statement to, oh, let's fast forward to if any of you guys make it to the finals of the World Cup tournament. And you lose, you get fired. Or, or, or you're, you know, well, technically, you don't have any spot on SmackDown anymore, which doesn't make any sense because now he's a heel, which I always thought he was a face. And I, I don't think there is in. I have finally, as of I think this week, I have finally conceded in my care for heels and faces. There's not, there's no such thing as a heel and face in WWE anymore. Yeah, there really isn't. Like they're all. Heels and faces, like yeah. they're all—it's weird. Like, but you, like, am I right in that? Like, it doesn't feel like it feels like, <laughs> like Shane, like you said, Shane. Normally, that would be taken in a heel manner, but I yeah. don't think anyone looks at Shane like it was like that. Was no, a heel probably, thing that he he'll did. He'll probably get cheered next week. Yeah, he'll get cheered next week. No problem. You know, it's it's a yeah. Becky You're, Lynch, you have doing lot, all these heel things. It's more, cheered more than anybody. Yeah, it's not even really so much heels and faces as it is more preference. That's how you know, it feels. It, yeah, that's, it yeah. seems like what they're trying to... It's just to, what the vast majority likes or dislikes. Yeah, it feels like they're trying to uh, condition wrestling fans into being like, no, 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 no. There's no such thing as a bad because, guy or a good guy anymore. It's how you see it. How do you see it? That's what you cheer Because it's really rare that nowadays... <clears throat> I'm backing up what you're saying. Is It's really rare nowadays that the bad guys get booed and the good guys get cheered. It's the mostly the... the I mean, yeah, some bad guys do get booed, but... The vast majority of the good guys are getting booed. Yes. And that's, that's and it, weird. And, and it's, it's, the Attitude Era was like that. But this isn't like the Attitude Era in that regard. Well, it's, it's weird. Let me ask you this then. So uh, there have been recent reports lately as, you know, like what Fox is looking for with SmackDown. They're looking for more of a sports feel to it. If you're looking for more of a sports feel to it, they're probably hinging that off based off of how – not everybody, obviously, but a lot of how UFC works, where it is just a bit more sport. There's not, you know, there are people who amp up the heelage in, you know, in, in UFC, but in a lot of ways, it, it is kind of presented in that same way, where there's that no is good what guys, I think. bad guys. Yeah. And maybe they're just conditioning the audience towards that because they don't necessarily know what's going to happen once that deal goes I don't into think it has anything to do with Fox. Um, to be honest with you, I thought that that report didn't make any sense, in my opinion, because. SmackDown is already the more sports-like show yeah, of the two. It, the presentation's already really different, but I mean, the only thing they could really do is just gear it more towards the way New Japan does it. You know, New Japan is the but most... But WWE will never do that. No, WWE's I not mean, it's, be it's, titles. it's boring television. Yeah. It's boring. Yeah. I mean, well, for Americans, like, I mean... I, look, it's just not the, it's not the pro wrestling yeah, that, that, it's not that, boring that, that television. the general audience like, yeah. has come to learn. Exactly. And, and like, like a little Kevin, and I... I 
I just imagine Kevin. <laughs> Spinner cap. Yeah, just little baby Kevin with his beard still. <laughs> but uh, would would probably not want to watch a New Japan press conference, you know, or way. Well, in. I mean, I, I wonder that, to be honest with you, because I do think that. Well, not after they've been trained after the WWE. Agreed. But I do think that. I don't think that you can, can train someone to, quickly at least, to look at WWE in that light. But I do think that you could bring NXT to Fox Sports and and treat it as such and be – it could rise to the levels of popularity of the it main could. roster and stuff. Um, but I also think that, like like you said, the, the, the SmackDown is already kind of more of a serious show. It is more of a sports-like well, focus like show. How do they find a, a middle ground then when there's you know events where they're both there? If, if one was so sports-like and the other think, one that, didn't That's have... why that, that report made no sense to me because it yeah. was like there's no way Vince is going to make his roster – that different. He, they do it every once in a while yeah. when there's a when there's a brand split. They try and do like little things to make them different, but they're never gonna make one more sports than entertainment based. Yeah. You know, that's what Vince doesn't like. That's wrestling to Vince. Yeah. You know, to making it sports like. You know, yeah. I mean, times have changed though too. They're really. I mean, wrestling as it used to exist doesn't exist anymore. Like there might be you know more wrestling today than there was ten years ago. You know, in terms of different op- opportunities, options of what to watch. But I think the era of wrestling is done. I don't think that that uh, that exists yeah. anymore. It's been so, done for a while. So I would suggest that, and you know, like I, there's other people there. There's other there's other factors involved. Back when Vince didn't want to do wrestling, he was the only one making decisions. Not that he's not the key decision maker, but there are other people that are involved with making the decisions there. In WWE, I would just suggest that all the other people that he has around him. You don't think that they have any influence whatsoever? Influence? That's not having to say. Influence yeah, no, and having he, to say are very different. He has still, he's still like – Vince McMahon makes every single decision that that yeah, company does. Yeah, he's still does. there. He's still there. It's he's crazy. crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, because people always say, like, well, maybe nothing. Uh, it's still to this – even, even, for example, like the story we heard this week, everyone assumed that – that Triple H ran Evolution because it had a little bit different of a look to it. And then I like started hitting me up. Everyone was like, no, Vince was running everything in the gorilla position. He was there doing the production meeting. And he was doing everything. I tell people this story all the time, and it was the scariest thing I'd ever seen um, when I was working there. Um, and Stephanie and Triple H do this too, but, they, but they're younger than – they're much younger than Vince. So it's not – I mean it's impressive. Don't get me wrong. But it's not nearly as yeah. when the, a man of Vince McMahon's age does it. Does it is um, it was after a pay per view and it went uh, the takedown and and the the travel to the next city went long and we didn't get there until like two thirty in the morning and it was a big arduous pay per view yeah and uh, Vince is just well and there's this giant man just waiting in the lobby just and I had no idea who this person was just this giant man just like sitting there like like standing there just waiting and looking at us and I was like what is this and then Vince walks over to him and it's Vince's trainer and he's about to go work out at three o'clock in the morning wow. And he does. I was like, and I asked, and I asked one of my coworkers. I was like, "Who is that guy?" And he told me, "He's like, yeah, that's his trainer." And I said, "He's just he does this all the time. He says every show." And I was like, "So when does he sleep?" I was like, "He's like two hour, two like four, two hours, maybe four every night." How can you still? How can you operate like that? When I hear stories like that, imagine I get five hours of sleep, and that I feel like is like the minimum. And after a twelve-hour work, yeah, no, I couldn't imagine that. And I when I do the five hours. And, like, after, you know, I get five hours usually, and then by, like, if I'm, like, working hard, yeah. no, it scared after me a few so days, that shit rocks me, it or just, a week or so. It just frightened me, because I was like, who is this person? You know, maybe he just gets a lot out of those, those that little increment, because, you know, like, giraffes and dolphins don't sleep that much, and they're all mammals, too. 
How little do they, they don't sleep that much? Really? Yeah. No. Look it up. No, I believe you. Drafts, I, I'm not because no, drafts. I disagree. Drafts get you. like little blips of fifteen minutes here and there. Really? Yeah. And dolphins, you know, because dolphins have to breathe. Because yeah. they're you know mammals, yeah, so yeah. like they can't just be underwater sleeping. So they they get very don't little mo- sleep too. This is, I don't know if it's making sense, but don't most underwater animal do most underwater well, dolphins animals don't breathe not. underwater. Oh, I see what you're saying. So yeah, that's have, why yeah, they have surface air. Yeah, like seals. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, so like yeah, yeah. you know, whales have the benefit of being so damn big that nothing's going after a whale. You know, for the most part. You know, this is a great white shark. Oh, uh, but because like a dolphin could technically get killed. Exactly. So and and and, and they're migratory creatures as well. Uh, you know. And by the way, you have joined Animal Matters with. <laughs> Back to Vince McMahon. I don't know that every human needs as much sleep as we do. Maybe he's a mammal. Maybe he's got giraffe blood in him. I don't know. He's got some sort of blood in him, that's for sure. It's weird that giraffes can't sleep for a long period. Well, of time. it's because like they're they're worried so also. Well, about... it's not just that. It's like they're because, worried about because predators they, as well. Like, they, they are. That's the key reason. Because if they were to lay their head down and everything, because like they would have, they would be in such a vulnerable position that they wouldn't be able to escape or get away wow, if they crazy. were to get attacked. I'm not a big animal guy. I was, so. writing, I was writing some trivia about giraffes this week. Well, yeah, your so. your girlfriend is. No, I'm dog person, but no, like saying, animals. No. She she likes certain kind of animals. Me, dead ones. Oh. <laughs> Taxidermy. <laughs> She's a big taxidermist, yes. Um, wh- we breezed past Shane McMahon, but I wanted to bring this up. Did you guys see my tweet before you came here? No. no um, we don't care. <laughs> no, you you guys. <laughs> this one, this one, I was like, wow, the irony in this is so crazy. So Shane tweeted earlier today. Um, wow. And it was a. Did it at- start with wow? No. <laughs> like his evolution tweet? No. <laughs> it was a. <laughs> It was. I knew it wasn't going to die in the crash. <laughs> it was. I was a, meant to see this. <laughs> it was an advertisement for his wife Marissa's movie oh, yeah, that yeah, she yeah, produced. Yeah, I did see that. You, you did see that more specific. Go you tweet on. quite a bit. I do tweet quite a bit. Well, the Shane though, so I thought maybe go on. Um, and it's a movie that Marissa produced, uh, and mm-hmm. his wife. This is what the tweet yeah. says. Uh, incredibly proud of my wife Marissa for producing her amazing film, A Private War. Based on a true story of war journalist Marie Colvin, it opens this weekend in New York. And I looked it up. And she's got Marie an Colvin patch. is she does have an eye patch, well, she's dead, but uh, she she was a journalist who was killed by a government that didn't like her reporting. Yeah, right. This man. and it opens the this movie opens the same weekend as, as Crown Jewel. Wow. You can't write this, man. Isn't that insanely ironic? Yeah, that's, it is. I was just like, when I saw that today, I was I love like, timing so much. Right, me too. Like, this is one of those things where I was like, well, that, you know that, movie's been, that, that movie's probably been in production for a while. For a while. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, timing is a B whenever it works against you. But when it works against <laughs> other people, I'm like, your tragedy is my comedy. And I'm going <laughs> to slap up every bit of this milk. I got to say, this is, it, for me, uh, this is one of... Change. This has to be the most controversial day pay review that that's ever been. Ex- no question, uh, pri- no question. At least, at There's least, never been murder involved. What yeah. are you talking about? At least, like, well, well, I was gonna say that like there are others that maybe like like I think that the Owen Hart thing gets on the level because they continued on with the pay per view okay. afterwards. Yeah, that's very uh, accurate point. But but this is different. It's in a different way because this is like they're heading into something that they know is bad. Yes. You know, so it's like the, the Owen Hart thing was a tragic was a tragedy and the, the continuing on was like 
people in a shitty situation trying to figure out what the fuck to do. And they made a bad call. And they made a very bad call. This one is like a thing that could be avoided, and they're just driving straight towards it, you know? And that's what's so weird to me about it. Yeah, they're just, I mean, they're, they've got a thick callus for controversy. I I mean, I I just, uh, you know, you always think like, oh, maybe the viewer count will be different. But then we're a very forgiving audience. Yeah. No, it's just like, you know, it's what I said a couple of weeks ago where I was just like, is the controversy and the negative criticism going to be like, is it more cost effective to keep the show going, take that flack, than to cancel the yeah. show and take that, that you know, that financial hit that's going to happen? I, they, like, do you clearly, really think the viewer count is going to be down that much? I don't think they care. No. I don't think they care if the viewer count is down. It's not being done yeah. for us. The, this pay-per-view is not being done for pay-per-view buys. This pay-per-view is being done to for the Saudi Arabian government, and yeah. they're fulfilling everything they need to do. Yep. Well, let me ask you this. Um, there's a couple pay-per-views that have never been released that are not on the WWE Network. One of them is, uh, I can't remember what it was called, When Worlds Collide or something like that. One of those the WCW. North Korea one? Where they went to North Korea. North Korea obviously has a pretty negative reputation. It has for many decades now. Do you think that any wrestling fan would look at that and be like, no, I'm not watching it because North Korea you know, did these negative things? In time, nobody's going to look back at this, unfortunately, and be like, oh, that was the pay-per-view you know, where See, such and I such wonder, happened. I wonder that because you say that, but it's not on the WWE Network. So there's, there is a thing where you look back on it and they don't want people to talk can, about you it. You can't see it. I don't know if it's a legally allowed. I don't know if they have licensing rights. to. I, I, just, I don't know what the legality is because there's five or six. I think we looked at an article a couple of years ago about this. Um, so I don't know about that. But I will say that if it was on there, I guarantee you that anybody who's going up and consuming all the content on the old stuff on the WWE network would damn sure watch that. I feel like and I could be wrong. Yeah. But I feel like this event in 10 years will be looked at like the Chris Benoit tribute episode. Mm, I don't think so. I, I like I I disagree with you. Let me just say that. Um I, I think that that is so much more ingrained in our culture because it's a wrestler who committed like a horrible act, and then these, you know, and then there was a they litany. two hours to celebrate. It, it, it's, the just, guy. it's a, it's a, it, both negative incidents. You know, I don't want to like say that one's better than the other or something like that. The Chris Benoit one was about the this most is a touchy episode, man. Yeah, ours. Yeah, hey, it's. But, Fucking crazy topic, Crown Jewel, man. Controversy news. creates we cash. Normally, news, news, We news. normally talk about, like, fucking... Bring me pictures of Spider-Man. I, this, I would... I, I would talk much less important topics normally, and this is something that I think is interesting. I I, um, I think that there will be an asterisk next to it. I don't think it's nearly the level of that Chris Benoit tribute episode, because that was pretty much, like... I mean, that was, like, probably, I would say, outside of, you know, not... Making Owen Hart, you know, latch the you know blue blazer equipment rappelling down from the rafters. I'd say that that Chris Benoit tribute episode is probably that's what, the darkest day. In wrestling. I would say that's one of the top five biggest. I wish we could go back and change that moments that the WWE's well, ever no, had. The Owen Hart one. death is the darkest. Day. The number, that, that's the I would say that's number one on the list. But mm-hmm. I'd say that Chris Benoit tribute episode is probably number two on the list of things they wish they could take back and do yeah. differently. This I think Chris Benoit is number one. Totally, I, the, the, the 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 Owen Hart thing. They had to do it. They were on pay per view. They would have lost out on so much money. It was a different. They would have had to pay everybody back. There was it would no. Have been, they, they would have been. And I get that it was bad what they did, but to me, the Chris Benoit thing is like they went and did this tribute having no idea the circumstances not, of this uh, death. Not, wait, there was no a wait time. Dead child and yeah. a dead wife. Like they should have waited a little, yeah. little bit of time. They could have avoided that. The other, the other bigger difference between those two events, too. Obviously, they're different occurrences. Yeah. Um, but 
the Chris Benoit tragedy or whatever you want to refer to that as the Chris Benoit incident, murder. Um, yeah, the murder suicide, the uh, time we, Chris Benoit murdered his family. Exactly. Yeah, when Chris Benoit murdered his family, <laughs> also occurred at an era where social media existed too. So like that, obvi- like there was no social. Was, oh, I think it, you said it did exist. Yes, there was no social media at the time of Over the Edge in in nineteen. There wasn't social media at the time of Chris Benoit. There absolutely there was, was MySpace. MySpace and Facebook at the time of Chris Benoit it was two thousand seven, bro. Yeah, Come on. yeah that's two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah, it was. All right. So, like, and they wasn't, but it wasn't to the same. It wasn't. When you say no, social media, no, Facebook was but, not. What I'm saying, though, Facebook was not being used like that, it is now. What I'm saying, though, is that people had actively all had cell phones at that period. People had social media. Information was flowing much more freely at the time of Chris Benoit than it was at the time of Owen Hart. That's a fact. Case in point. That's a not, case in No, because MySpace was not sharing but social Ryan, media. Ryan, right. The Did, internet was different. Video could be streamed in 2007, and in 1999, like, the internet was still creeping along. The internet so, like, was the round 1992. But, you but, the, the AOL but let me say this, though. The biggest difference is that the day after the day after after Chris Benoit, or the day after Owen Hart died, I wanted to find information. And you know how hard it was to find information? Almost impossible. I was flying that day, and I remember seeing one picture in, like, USA Today of Owen Hart, you know, kind of lifeless in the ring. And honest to God, beyond that, there wasn't a lot. When Chris Benoit, when that happened, though, you had every single media outlet in the world was all over it. You know, you had wrestlers coming out of the woodwork, appearing on different talk shows. You had, you know, Jacques Rougeau showing up, flexing his muscles like that mattered whatsoever. Well, they were different... Different circumstances. Exactly. I, I, I can't even remember where we are. Yeah, right I'm now. just saying. So, when you say social media in 2007, it existed. But I mean, so and it did, didn't in 1999. But it, 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 it there were message boards. There were AOL chat rooms. There yeah, were all it that went, kind of it stuff. Was, it's like, the same I mean, exact thing. Wrestling was in, it was in two different periods of those times, though, too. So, like, I mean, like, I, I feel like the period of communication was totally different. We can disagree on it, though. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, okay, so the other big story that I didn't get to uh, is that Renee Young is going to be announcing tomorrow at Crown Jewel. Oh, cool. Uh, oh, you didn't know that? No, I didn't actually. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, we, we, we actually we, we broke that story on the Sorry, site. I've spent a busy week. I, I'm not uh, angry at you for it. I was just saying that. Yeah, no, we broke it on the site this week. That a very interesting turn of events. Um, and obviously, look, I'm aware that there are female broadcasters in Saudi Arabia. The reason I said it was a big deal is because of the fact that the last show, women weren't allowed to work. The show, all. there's a woman that's allowed to work. So yeah. I saw people kind of like, oh, it's not the first. It's not uh, not that big of a deal. No, it is a big deal. It is a big deal yeah. that WWE worked to make this happen. You know, I mean, like, I, from what I was I'm pretty sure, Stephanie McMahon didn't even work at Greatest Royal Rumble because they didn't yeah. want women working at the event. So it is a big deal. Uh, that's crazy to me. <laughs> like, I, she just can't come. Yeah. It's like, really? She's <laughs> one of the bosses. <laughs> That's isn't that crazy? Yeah, um, I'm really interested to hear. Maybe she's that big of a heel that even the Saudi prince is like, no. Yeah, I hate her. <laughs> I don't want her to come. It's not what's best for she business. She can't come to our big dinner that we had. She's a B plus player. <laughs> that dirty, disgusting trash bag or whatever Jared oh. used to call yeah. her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they just went. They would go in on her. Oh yeah. yeah as they soon really as she did. got a boob job, people went just nuts on her. Trash bag ho. They, they brought, it, yeah, they brought it up ho. every episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He would name off like six or seven things before he the got Rock to the trash bag. The Rock and Jericho just would take turns. Yeah. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was listening this week to the uh, something to wrestle where they talked about the Test Stephanie wedding. And that was a fun episode. It was, right? Yeah. I actually heard, I learned a lot of things that I wasn't expecting yeah, to learn like, that episode. Know, that is one common misconception that people always make that. 
you know, um, that China was still dating Hunter when that whole angle started. And that's how they like and that's how they started dating each other is because they were around each other so long. That was my at least that was my comment. Me was, too. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought it was the other way around. I thought they had broken up and then he met Stephanie. Yeah, I it's, because on TV they had stopped rolling with each other. Well, it was interesting to hear Bruce talk about like just like how that because you always hear China, you always heard China's side of the story because yes. she was so open about it yes. and so angry about it. Um, I found that really interesting when, when Bruce talked about uh, the demands that she made to WWE when all that happened and yeah. how they were like, no, we're not going to pay you two million, you know, two million dollars a year now because and Triple H is it, hooking up with Stephanie. Yeah. I I had never heard that part. I was like, ah, it's interesting because normally it's like you hear the opposite. You've heard the opposite oh, yeah. side so long. Yeah, you hear the scorn. Path. Yeah, you hear the scorn path exactly. So it was interesting. Um, okay, so Renee Young though, I you know I I thought it was really cool of them. You know, I mean the fact look at as someone who has been criticizing every facet of this event, I, I'm gonna say a positive thing too when I see it. And at least you know, considering that the WWE rhetoric has been, we hope to be part of change. This did kind of play to that a little bit. Yeah, and they will use that. <laughs> I, they're going to drive it to they're going to drive it to death. How many times do we need to like hear them reference the, the Abu Dhabi oh. we this is change or so whatever? So many times. Like was yeah. They're going to post pictures of it all over like Renee Young. Is um is Renee Young going to be required to uh, wear or be adorned in a certain type of cultural garb? I tried to find out and I couldn't get a firm answer. I think that I'm assu- I'm assuming so. Yeah. I-, I would imagine she has. From what I've heard, it sounds. From, from, from what I've surmised, I don't know this 100. percent It seems to me like she's going to be covered, but not like her face covered. Yeah. Just like I'm her- curious, just about the 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 headwear because there's two there's multiple styles. Obviously, there's the f- where you only see the eyes, yeah. and then you can see the face. Yeah, isn't there just two of them? Isn't- I think it's just those two. Yeah, yeah and I, from what I've heard. It, it's not going to be the eye thing. Okay, it's going to be yeah, I would, the I would face assume, thing. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. like she's going to you know covered head to toe. Interesting. Um, that'll be that'll be like they're gonna trick us. It's not gonna be her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Renee Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also I saw that report and I wasn't able to confirm it that WWE was thinking of doing Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles on a green screen. Did you guys see this? Uh uh-uh. That there was talk apparently when Daniel what? when Daniel didn't no. want to do the match. Yeah, this is what this is what Meltzer reported, and I and I saw a few other people talking about it as well. I have not been able to double confirm this, but I wouldn't put it past them that um, in the tech room at the before they were gonna like have like, there's like a room where you can kind of like they could green screen behind a ring basically, and they were gonna like try to green screen to make it look like they were wrestling in Saudi Arabia via green screen. I wish that they had done that. God, just so we could, I wish we could see so just so <laughs> just so we can find out. There's so we no can, way. That sounds like bullshit. Yeah, that's what you I, know. What though? I, I didn't report I'm that. Sorry. So I'm that just, sounds like bullshit. I, I love when stuff like that happens. Though I remember when we were watching um, SummerSlam. I think it was last year when um, when Brock's like really punched uh, Braun Strowman in the that head. That was one of my. Favorite and I remember me and ever. you were kind of watching it and we were both just like hey he really just hit him, he really well, him in the face. I love having moments like that in wrestling we're like hey are they in front of a green screen <laughs> I wish that moment could have happened yeah no I, I also was hoping that, that would have been like because imagine <laughs> totally and imagine if we if, if 
if they had pulled it off and then we all figured out that they did that just so you wouldn't know Daniel Bryan had refused I would to love work that. the event. I would, oh my god, that I would, would have been crazy. That, and I would love it even more if they just never answered a single question about it, never <laughs> said yes or no, and just left it, kept going. They just have Buzz Aldrin come out and punch somebody who asked about it in the face. The, like a kid, like right, right quick, the green screen changes to like a cat, yeah. like wrestling on top of a cat. <laughs> General Grievous in the background. <laughs> Lightsabers. Like, what kind of event is this? Saudi Arabia's magical. <laughs> Pterodactyl I didn't know Saudi Arabia was Utapau. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that's true. I believe it. I believe it. There's no way. I think that there. I believe there was a discussion about it. Me too. It. I don't believe that it got past the discussion phase, but I... What technology one, is that? I've never heard of that. Green screen technology. Well, yeah, but okay. What do you mean? Well, then they would splice in audience reactions. Yeah, so wait, are they going to like have a fake, like a couple fake rows of fans then? Because like... Like, they like are they going to do it like Lord of the Rings and just multiply them by like 100,000? This... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm trying to pull up what it said in the. It like, said, they're wrestling in front of Minas Tirith. I don't know what happened here. So it said, okay, this is what it said in the Observer, I believe. It said at one point the match was to be taped ahead of time and inserted into the show. At another point, there was talk of doing it live. The ring at the Technology Center is filmed in a way they would have to, to get look, everybody finish, there the, to be in on it. The ring at the Technology Center is filmed in a way to look like it's in whatever building they need it to be in, similar to a green screen. The idea is if they did it live, they can make it appear to be taking place in Saudi Arabia, or it could just be an empty arena match. The plan was not to air it before the people in Saudi Arabia, but for those watching on the WWE Network, the problem is that would have caused even more controversy after the fact. Yeah, no shit, because everybody in the crowd would have to have been in on it. Yeah. Like, you have to, everybody who talk to, act I like mean, the match happened hey, here, as, as or else. As, or <laughs> else. Oh, no, no. Or else. Um, they... <laughs> So bad. Um, um, they, they, uh, oh man, fucking Eli! Doesn't make any sense, Ryan. I didn't report this. I'm just saying. I'm just saying what Meltzer said. Hey, can I just tell you guys something? I, this is kind of non-wrestling related. There's a Norm Peterson action figure on the wall that I have not been able to take my eyes off the entire show. And my favorite part of it is that it says on the bottom left corner, 14 point articulation. It's like, who needs that? <laughs> like, he just sits down. He's just yeah. He sits on a bar stool. Yeah. Why would you need that much articulation? Why is he, why is he grasping his? his he kind of looks like Will Ferrell. Anyway, sorry about it. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. Um, okay, uh, lastly, we'll we'll just touch on this real fast. Um, two things. Well, one, uh, Jamie, I know you want to talk about this last week, but I don't know if you're too sleepy and hungover this week. <laughs> uh, no, I got it in me. Yeah, so, um, you know, we didn't get to the show last week, but I know that, uh, you know, Jamie, obviously this is something that you have, you know, the, the Roman Reigns thing kind of touches a little more close to home to you. Um, how, you know... Do you want to talk about how, how you felt while watching all this? Okay. Um, so what you were um, alluding to. Um, so many, many, many years ago, it's a little over 10 now. Actually, it isn't. It is 11, which is what I remember talking about uh, recently to another friend. Is um, 11 years ago, I was diagnosed with um, cancer, which uh, the variation of cancer was not Hodgkin's lymphoma. That um, you know has multiple variations, different types of um Different types, you know, affect different ways, different people. Um, I was very lucky to catch it very easy. Um, the treatment took me out of school for a while. I got it when I was in college. 
Um, it was a scary time, nonetheless. Um, I uh, got radiation, a few surgical procedures. Um, lucky enough, I was able. I was originally diagnosed that I would have to get chemotherapy. Luckily, oh. that was not the case. How long were you on radiation for? Um, for about six months, oh. which drains your energy completely, yeah. Yeah. and you um, you lose weight. You, I mean, it's nowhere near the the extent of chemo. Yeah, yeah. you know, there's no open incision, there's no hair loss, there's no. Thank God, radiation's um, still no joke. Yeah, it's not fun. It's uh, but it's um. But anyway, so I'm uh, luckily that's not a, uh, the case anymore. I've been in remission for like 11 years, and um, still to this day, you know, I I, keep, I try to eat much healthier. You know, I work out consistently. I uh, check my vitals all the time. But going to Roman's case, um, it, it also was kind of like it kind of Roman's Roman's situation kind of took me aback. It's not specifically because it was somebody that I look at on TV on a regular basis, but because it was also super. It was paired not to that different from uh, um, when Paul Allen died of the same cancer that I had, which is non Hodgkin's lymphoma. And um, when you see Roman Reigns, you know you think he, he, he's a healthy guy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And um, it was so interesting to me that somebody at the extremes of both things of society that you would think would prevent them from such yeah. things happening. Yeah. So Paul Allen, one of the richest men in the world, the co-founder yeah. of Microsoft, Microsoft yeah. you know, like he – you'd think that he would have every sort of oncologist on deck just yeah. working around the clock. Totally. Roman Reigns, not – that extreme, but right superior as rich dude, superior, but I mean in the sense of health. Yeah. Superior athlete, you know, like takes care of himself, eats right all the time, you know, as it has to keep himself in tip top shape. It's so surreal. It was so surreal seeing Roman in a state that I think this is why, and I wanted to talk about it because I think this is why it affected Roman's, Roman's case is affected people in a way that tragedy and wrestling hasn't affected and, and and I don't even know if tragedy is the right, is the correct word to use for the situation because I, of course you know it's, he could it, fight it off yes of course and um but it, I think that's why is because Roman was such an extreme of of health absolutely yeah. like a young healthy you I know. mean like if it had happened to I don't know like in their in their primes I mean even Randy Orton even because you know we know he chain smokes you know it's like oh I have I'm starting to get I have a tumor in my like in my lungs it's like oh no shit you know but um but with somebody like Roman you know it's somebody who you know there's so much emotion already invested in him and when such an emotional moment happens, you know, it's – I mean we, we – they always call him the most polarizing figure in wrestling and polarizing in a sense – I mean is – he, he is that in the most extreme of the word because they are either vehemently booing him or cheering him. And I – in a in a way that I don't think they ever booed Cena the way they do, they do Roman no. or even cheer him the way they do <laughs> Roman. And – um and I think you know when you throw in something like that, that's so you know young people don't get sick, yeah, you know, and when that happened, it's such a it's such a shock, and you don't know. It's like if God can be not, and obviously, when I'm not saying God like a religious, I'm more. It's more like a Greek God, you know, like a, a, mytho, a myth, yeah. mythological God. Yeah. When Hercules almost, if Hercules can get beat. Then that humbles not only the uh, not only him, but it humbles you. Yeah, 
And, you know, it's a tough, tough situation that he's in. And, I mean, it, I, mean, it, the, I mean, the courage to do it. That's, that's why I think when Michael Cole said that was one of the most courageous things that people have ever I've seen ever in the ring. And it's true. It's 150% true. Because you really got to look your fans in the eye and say, I don't know if it's going to be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't a clue. Yep. Yeah. And I think it was because, you know, I talked on the recap show about how, you know, it's not even comparable to when someone announces that they're retiring due to injury or something no like that. Because Nowhere near. they're not going to die from that stuff. <clears throat> no, like, this is something like, that he's not necessarily going to die from, but could. And it's like, shit, man, when you get like real life scenarios like that. It's super scary. It's scary. Yeah. It's, like, it's I mean, a, like that, like, I, like I, you, you guys were all talking about it before you announced it and everything like that, like in our text thread. And so I, I knew what was ha- coming whenever, but like to see somebody come out and have to say that the way he did and everything, I was just like, it wasn't even like a moment of like, I know it was sad for sure, but I was scared. I was just really, really scared. It is. It's because you don't, it's the only, it, like when people retire, people, and you know, people pass in wrestling. It's because of either the way they lived and, you know, sometimes it's expected or yeah. even when they pass because of age, you know, it's just like, you know, it's their time to go. Yeah. This one is a toss-up, and that's the scariest thing in yeah. the world. It's because, I mean, yeah, he beat it once, and I hope he beats it again. But there's, it's not a guarantee. Yeah, you know, it's not a guarantee in any situation, and and uh, it's it's knowing that we are. I think what's even more scary is that they're not. We're not going to be along for this. Yeah, like whatever happens is going to happen behind closed doors, yeah. and we're not going to like. We may. We may see him in six months and he looks just like Roman Reigns, you know, just ready to rock. We may see him in six months and he doesn't look like Roman Reigns anymore. Yeah, that's true. And that's horrifying to think about. I do, you know, as because you mentioned the courageous part of it. I know it's not necessarily easy um, for someone who's going through that. And I've never been personally going through that. But I do hope that he's comfortable enough to be able to share it publicly and not necessarily keep it private because I do yeah. think that if someone well, of his I level mean, making it a public thing um maybe does it, help others I think. Yeah and I mean he did I mean he did make that statement yeah, he yeah. said that he the reason he said it was to raise awareness. It's just the reason why I assume that he would keep it private is because he's already a very private guy. Totally. He's like the most private guy. Yeah, we don't know much about Roman's family. The only time we ever see them is when they do those WrestleMania specials. Yeah. And um you know and that's that's good. You know, to yeah. an extent, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, well, um, well, I was gonna say, I just, I really hope that, you know, that he is able to fight it off because, of course, fuck, man, it's of just, course, that was a shock. Situation. That was that was one of the biggest wrestling shocks that I've ever experienced before. I feel like this is gonna be one of the, this is like the 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 most newsworthy month in wrestling in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. there's some there's some crazy shit going on in wrestling right now. But yeah. I, I mean, I would like to finish it with some fun though. Um, I would like to finish it with discussing uh, the Dean Ambrose turn because we haven't really talked about it. I mean, have you we only got a cu- we only well, I mean, yeah, we did the recap. That's the uh, recap. Okay, before. then. Um, but go for it. I mean, the, we only got we got to get out of here soon, though. For the okay, I'm just saying the reason why I wanted to bring it because it is. I thought it was fun, but I know we're not going to talk about it that specific <clears> night. But I just think that it's really interesting that how they're going about it because we didn't get an explanation last week. I mean, this you week, mean this week, this week, yeah, we didn't. I wanted. To, did you, I mean? I think. That's why I'm reserving. It's funny that, that I said the same thing on the raw recap. Mm-hmm. Is that like I'm almost reserving judgment at this point because he didn't say anything. Like I want to see where it's going. I don't want to say I didn't like it necessarily because nothing really happened like this week on Raw. It was kind of for the most part 
a, like a pinpoint. <laughs> like, like you know what I mean? Like they didn't even really announce what's going on with tag titles. Yeah, they didn't really do anything. They just had Dean kind of standing there mugging. Yeah, yeah. and so maybe they, do they have they written themselves into a, into a corner? Maybe I've heard that that. I've heard that the, the the writing team wanted to make it a little more complex, the story, and that Vince is like, no, we're going to do it like we've always done it, so who knows how it's actually going to end. Oh, shit. What? <laughs> I forgot it's 6 o'clock and I have a sale going on right now. <laughs> I was, I was like, getting all these uh, yeah, I thought alerts. We were, I thought we would have sh- been finished by now. I was getting alerts while we were in the show, and I was thinking to myself, I didn't expect them to do one of these during our show. Like, I figured Jamie would have to be there when they do them. Yeah. Guess not. This is, the, this is actually the Gary V's though one, right? This yeah, is the one that yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted these shoes. Uh, okay, Jay, where can we find you on the internet? All right, you can find me on Twitter at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E or on Instagram at J-A-M-I-E-I-O-V-I-N-E. And follow Network, uh, my shopping network on – and on. Uh, well, it's not really a shopping network. It's a new way of pur- purchasing exclusive items that you can't get anywhere else curated by a lot of – Leading dope people in the world of today, I guess. <laughs> like, uh, Jamie definitely has had a meeting where he's been told not to call it a shopping network, yes. and, he, and so he had to, just, he had to like totally uh, change. What he I said. hate reporting to a board. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, follow on the network. It's uh, it's Network Live. That's N T W R K Live, and um, it's. Yeah, follow. We got some good stuff. No, there's been cool stuff on there. There, the the Freddy versus Jason stuff that you guys had this week yeah, was dope. We had Gary V drop by. The Gary Vanderchuk came by. Does doing it actually right now as we're recording this, doing a K, drop with K Swiss Wu Tang Clan. Not the whole Wu Tang Clan. Um, we're on there with um, go, with a Charlemagne doing a dope drop as well. You know, a lot of dope people are coming in. Yeah, and uh, since I don't have to deal with a board, yeah, basically all it is, you, you, it's an app. You download the app. You watch when they have live drops, and you can just. Purchase the thing they're dropping. In the app. It in doesn't the take app. you anywhere take, else. Yeah, you just boom, push a button, you own it, and you got exclusive shit. Um, Eli, where can we find you at? On Twitter at Elijah Bates. On Instagram, at, <laughs> on Instagram at Brindlebeard. Should I do like the opposite way? Does it feel weird when I when no, I, I kind of like it? <laughs> I, 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 but I'm just gonna do it like this: Twitter at Elijah Bates, Instagram. At Brindlebeard. And Disneyland sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And occasionally at D-Land. Um, and you can find me at Matt Ryan Satin. The website's ProWrestlingSheet.com. At Wrestling Sheet on social media. If you are listening to the audio of this, go check out the video as well. You can see our faces. You can see our reactions. I shaved. You did. It looks good. I meant to say something. I meant, I meant to say something. It's, it's, a, it's much more thinned down. Yeah. I was uh, laying face down on a massage table this past week, and I had half of my mustache in my mouth, and I couldn't get it out. And I was like, hey, your mustache is huge. Get rid of it. <laughs> That's, that is when you finally had to pull the trigger on something like that. It was great mustache, though. It was. You, I, I actually – your beard is cool, but your mustache was rotten. It'll be back. It'll be back again one day, like Frosty the Snowman. And if you want to see it, go to YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where the shows are at. That's where the recaps are at. News hits. All sorts of fun stuff on there. If you're already watching on the YouTube videos, hello, hi, I see you. No, I don't see you, but you can see me. Uh, please subscribe while you're here. It helps out a lot. Like, uh, share the videos, leave comments, all that sort of fun stuff. It really does help us out a lot. But it, but also, go check out the audio feed. It's po- on Podcast One, Wrestling Sheet Radio. Uh, I apologize that our secondary shows have not gone up the past uh, – there's been a little bit of issues the past couple weeks. Um, top five with James and Kevin – uh, they still went up, but I, I, I'm, I believe those shows are going to start to go out on the weekend now. So um, because of that, there was some technical 
changes, and so I think the the next episode is going to come out this weekend. I know that they there there wasn't one. I think. Two weeks ago? I don't know. There's been a little bit of issues with that scheduling. Um, but I believe that's going to move to weekends now. I'll let you guys know all the details on that very soon. And best of the rest with Aaron Turner. Unfortunately, Aaron's been dealing with a loss in his family. So I told him to take all the time he needed to deal with it. So I believe that show will be back as soon as he's you know he's able to kind of – as soon as he's feeling up to it again. Um, so please go send some love Aaron Turner's way. If you guys listen to that show, um, he could definitely use it right now. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt. Keep your eye on the sheet. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General state's pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.